Amen. Whoa. He is risen. He is risen indeed. That doesn't sound like he rose. <laughs> like, oh, maybe he did. He is risen. See, this morning when we were out there, I had them do it a little louder because we wanted to wake up the neighborhood. Um, but what I want to do is just kind of raise the roof a little bit here. Okay? He is risen. He is risen. Indeed. He is risen indeed. Man, what a statement, man. To be able to make that statement is an amazing statement that he is risen indeed. But it could only be made about Jesus Christ and no one else. That statement cannot be made of anybody in the physical sense. You know, because when, 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 when you see or when once a, a, an ordinary person dies, a, a regular person like you and I, um, for the most part, it's the end of the physical sense, in the sense, Right? In the physical sense, it, it, it's, we're, we're done in that sense. But if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, even though your physical body dies, you get to live forever. Um, but also, when, when somebody dies, you know, and their physical body is no longer with us anymore, well, we, we know that, that they live in our hearts, they, 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 they live in our minds. Our loved ones are always with us. And, and depending on what one has done in their life, uh, what they've accomplished in the world, sometimes their legacy might live on a little longer than me or somebody else, you know. Um, but as far as the physical body is concerned, we go back to the dust, to, to where we were made from, out of the dust. And as I thought about that, just that opening, I thought, well, how's that for a celebratory morning? Right? But you see, we're not here to celebrate anybody but Jesus Christ. We're not here to celebrate our own lives, our physical lives, anything like that. We are here to celebrate Jesus Christ, our triumphant God, and His triumphant resurrection. And that's why we can proclaim, He is risen! He is risen indeed. Again, several times when, when Jesus was walking with his disciples, as he's teaching them, as they're, they're getting to know him, as, as, as they're growing close to him, several times he would tell them and teach them about what was going to happen to him as far as suffering in the world. What was going to happen to him while he was here and what would happen when they would turn him over to man and man would kill him. His very creation would turn his, their back on Jesus and kill him. And so whenever he had that conversation with his disciples, at the end of that conversation, every time when you're going through the scriptures in the gospels and Jesus is talking about the suffering and, and the fact that he would die, he would always say this, but on the third day, I would rise again. On the third day, I will rise again. He said he would. And that's not something that happens every day that somebody would rise again from the dead. Who says that? And then it actually happens. But he said he would. 
So should we take him at his word? You know, because even Jesus said that he would even raise himself from the dead. And you're thinking, who would say that? Who would say, hey, if I die, I'm going to raise myself up from the dead. And you're going, that is virtually impossible. Your, your follow through is not going to be very good when you're dead. You really can't follow through with that. But Jesus said that he would. He said that he, he would do that. In, in, when he, he, uh, he's talking in John chapter 2, um, he, Jesus had come into Jerusalem <clears throat> on, for a Passover, and he found the money changers in the temple, and he overturned their tables. And then he was confronted by the religious leaders who came in and they asked him, what sign do you show us since you do these things? In other words, what they were saying is, what sign, miracle, token, indication can you give us as evidence that you have authority and are commissioned to act this way? They're asking him, what gives you the right to do this? And Jesus answered them in John chapter 2, verses 19 to 21. Jesus answered and said to them, destroy this temple, and in three days I will rise it up. Then the Jews said, it has taken 46 years to build this temple, and you will raise it up in three days? But it says this, but Jesus was speaking of his temple, the temple of his body, that he would raise it up from the dead. So Jesus makes this statement about himself, raising himself up from the dead. And I guess anyone can make that statement. But again, like I said earlier, the follow-through is hard. You know, to be able to, 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 to see somebody who is dead and say, how are you going to do that when there's no life in him? But he said that he would, and he did, because he is the one that creates life. He is the one that holds life in his hand, and he is the one who takes life. But he is also the one that can raise life up from the dead, even his own. That's who we serve. That is the triumphant God that we have in our lives. And the fact that Jesus did raise himself from the dead, this is what sets him apart from anybody else. And nobody else would be able to do that. He has set himself apart from any other religious leader who has ever claimed to be something or somebody. Because no other religious leader was able to do what he has done. No other religious leader could ever have victory over death. Because as the Bible tells us, all have sinned. And sin brought about death in the physical sense. You see, death rules over the mortal body. We all die. Because of sin, because there is sin in the world, death has entered in. And because death has, has entered in, these mortal bodies have to die. The wages of sin, the Bible says, is death. That's what the Bible tells us. So it is impossible for us to escape death. Even the ones that Jesus raised from the dead, they died again. And that, this time, that time they stayed dead. Sin is a factor in every situation 
where there is death. <clears throat> sin is a factor. Sin brought about death. Even the death of Jesus, sin was a factor in that death. You see, he took on the sin of the world. He took that on. And because of that, he died. He got put to death. He, 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 sin that, he, that was brought upon him brought forth death. Now, when someone hasn't sinned ever, death has no power over them. Not at all. They can't die because they, have, they are sinless. But they can be put to death. <laughs> so when someone is sinless and is put to death, death cannot keep him. He cannot. Death cannot. Because it has no power over him, death becomes null and void to that person. And so death has to, it must give him back. <laughs> There's no way that they could continue in death if there is no sin attached to them in that sense. It must give it back. The Apostle Peter said this after his newfound boldness, after Jesus' triumphant resurrection. In his first sermon, after the Holy Spirit had come upon him, he told the multitudes this in Acts chapter 2, verses 23 and 24. Him, Jesus, being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands, have crucified and put to death. Him, God, raised up, having loosened the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be held by it. So when Jesus was put to death, he could not stay dead because the Bible tells us that Jesus would not see corruption. There was no way that Jesus would decay in any way because there was really no sin attached to him in any way. And so it was not possible that death should hold them any longer. So, that brings us to the triumphant resurrection of Jesus Christ. He is risen. He is risen okay, he is risen. He is risen, he is risen indeed. And so, again, when we realize that death has no power over Jesus at all, and that we serve a triumphant God that can raise himself up from the dead, then we should rejoice when it comes to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. When we are able to say he is risen, he is risen indeed. Absolutely, that's who we get to serve. A God who never dies. A God who, who death cannot defeat. He has victory over death all the time. And he has promised eternal life for those who are in him. And so if he could raise himself from the dead in that sense, if he has promised eternal life to us, then can we trust that? Absolutely. Even though our physical bodies may die, we have eternal life because he lives. And so <clears throat> Matthew 28 is our text this morning. I'll read the first 10 verses here. It says, now after the Sabbath, 
As the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and another Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy. And ran to bring his disciples word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, Rejoice. So they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. It was, like, it was a morning like any other morning. A morning like this morning, because it was the first day of the week, which means that it was a Sunday morning. And Luke, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verse 1, does say that it was very early in the morning. Before the sun had come out, these ladies had already started making their way to the, to the tomb. It was probably still a little dark, but they knew that the sun would be rising because they were assured of that because the sun rises every morning. One way or another, they knew that light would come and they would get there. You see, they were going to the tomb, these certain women, to give Jesus a proper burial. What had happened is, they had not remembered what Jesus had told them that he would rise again the third day. Because if they would have remembered that, their way to the tomb would be to go welcome him back, not to give him a proper burial. But you see, something happens when somebody dies in our life. There's sorrow and there's sadness that comes with that. And I'm I'm sure in their hearts going, we know that Jesus said he would rise again, but who does that? I'm sure everything that Jesus had told them in this situation, in this instance, because they saw him die on the cross, they probably thought it's over. And so we're going to go properly bury him because he wasn't. And they knew that. And so, again, because of things going on in their, in their life, it just seemed like it was all over. Who really comes back from the dead? We know that he said that, but, but who really does that? It's not something that happens every day. And in their haste to get to the tomb, 
they hadn't even thought about who's going to roll this stone away for us, from us or for us? Who, who's going to be there to do that? I'm sure they knew that a Roman guard had been set over the tomb and there was no way this Roman guard was going to allow them to roll the stone or to get in there. There was a seal on it and nobody could break that seal except the, the, the Roman government. But it tells us, even though they hadn't thought of any of that, it tells us in verse 2 and 3, it says, But behold, and behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it, and his countenance was like lightning and his clothes as white as snow. You see, God, knowing their situation... God knowing that they're in distress, that they're sorrowful and saddened because of all that's going on, and he knows they have not remembered what I told them. But I'm going to go and show them once more who I am. You see, God went before them. And he's the one that rolled the stone away. He's the one that, that went before them to take care of the situation for them. But he didn't roll the stone away so that Jesus could come out. He went and rolled the stone away so they could see the empty tomb, that Jesus was not there any longer. He had gone before them. The sorrow and the sadness that they were experiencing that morning on the way to the tomb and even getting to the tomb, and I'm sure the confusion of what was going on there, that sorrow and sadness was turned into joy and gladness. As the angel begins to talk to them and say, he's not here. I'm sure a little panic there. He is risen, as he said. Can you imagine? It's like, whoa, 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 what would you say? <laughs> he's risen. What do you mean by he is risen? Just like he said, remember the times that he told you. And all of a sudden, all his words are coming back to them. And now there's a joy that's welling up before them or inside of them and this gladness. Jesus said that he would rise from the dead, and he did. And he showed them, himself to those women who showed up at the tomb. He didn't yell at them. He didn't get upset at them. He didn't like, I can't believe you're even here. You shouldn't even be here. You knew I was going to raise from... Nothing like that. He showed himself to them. And what did he do? He comforts them. Hey, don't be afraid. Rejoice. He encouraged them, even though they had gone to give him a proper burial. Whatever sorrow they had was now pure joy. Whatever sadness they had, they were now experiencing gladness in their hearts and in their lives. This is what triumphant resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ brings. Complete joy and gladness. The resurrection changes everything, guys, even today for us. It makes all the claims that Jesus ever, ever made throughout his word, it makes those claims valid, legitimate, official. It brings with it a, a, a legally binding um, 
concrete evidence of who he is. It's his resurrection that legitimizes all of those things. You see, once again, anybody could say, hey, I will die for your sins. But it is the power of the resurrection that legitimizes that, that proves that he has the power to forgive sin. Jesus died on the, Christ, on, on the cross to forgive us of our sins, but the resurrection is proof that he actually has that kind of power. That we can walk in the newness of life, not having the guilt of sin upon us, because he says, those who come to me I will in no way cast out, and if you are in me, there is no condemnation ever again. So we have proof. We have proof because of the resurrection. <clears throat> but that Sunday morning not only brought joy and gladness, it also brought hope. Hope. Easter Sunday brings hope. From the first Easter Sunday, when the women showed up to the empty tomb, and every Easter Sunday since then, to this one today, it brings hope. Because it reminds us of the triumphant resurrection of our triumphant God. It reminds us, or it should remind us of that every day. Jesus Christ could not be held by death. Because it had no power over him. Jesus had victory over death, and he will live forever and ever. He paid the price for sin once and for all, and he will never die again. Death has been defeated. Death has been conquered. He lives forevermore. Jesus said this in John chapter 14, verse 9. It says, because I live, you will also live. And earlier in John chapter uh, 11, verses 25 and 26, Jesus made this claim. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? And the question is asked today. Do you believe this? You see, somebody made, who made that claim, that he is the resurrection and the life, raised himself from the dead. He is the resurrection. And so we can trust in that. We can put our all into that. The physical body still has to die. But Jesus has promised life, eternal life, to those who believe in him. And though our physical bodies have to die, Jesus promised we shall live. And that's what the resurrection of Jesus Christ proves that this is the hope of eternal life this easter morning brings us a reminder of that hope and of those promises the first easter sunday changed people and they were never the same <clears throat> when you look at the disciples after the resurrection the fear that they had on that sabbath the Saturday before the resurrection, they didn't experience that fear anymore. There's something that happens when you encounter the resurrected Christ in your life. 
There's something that happens. And 2,000 years ago, when the disciples and those who followed after Jesus saw him risen, they had a newfound boldness that everything he said was true. They trusted in it. And here we are 2,000 years later celebrating Easter Sunday. And God still wants to change lives today. For many of us, what a great reminder Easter morning brings. It has changed the course of history for sure. <clears throat> and it has, it, it has changed the destiny of many people. And we have the triumphant resurrection of Jesus Christ to thank for that. That Easter morning and throughout that day, <clears throat> Jesus showed himself to many of his disciples, and their sadness was turned into gladness. His disciples, at first, were filled with fear but after, uh, after his death, but after the resurrection and after his appearing to them, that fear was turned into boldness. Many of you this morning who are here have already had your lives changed because you understand the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You know that it has made an impact in your life and you trust him for that. You have been made alive in Christ and you have the hope of eternal life. Rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. Continue to walk in that newness of life and that <clears throat> the times like this will never grow old for you. Whether you're at a sunrise service or a, a church service on Easter morning, that it would never grow old to hear the same story day in or, or Easter in and Easter out, man. Every year we hear about the resurrection because it has changed everything for the Christian. For the believer, it changes everything. <clears throat> that we would never grow old of it. And with each passing Easter, we would continue to be excited until the, the return of Jesus Christ for his church. Matthew 28, 29 and 20, or 28, 19 and 20, says, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all things that I command you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. These disciples that encountered the risen Christ, these disciples were faithful to go and make disciples of, of all nations. They encountered the risen Christ, and so when he commissioned them to go... <clears throat> they went. And here we are today because of them. Because of their faithfulness, we are here today. May we, as, as disciples of Jesus Christ, continue to go therefore and make disciples of all nations so more can hear about this resurrected Christ that changed our lives, just like the disciples did so long ago. Now maybe you're here this morning and you have no hope. You came in here because you were invited to come by someone or because it's Easter and people come to church on Easter. But maybe you made your way here 
And maybe there is no hope in your life today. Because you've never really experienced the reality of that resurrection in your own life. And what it means. <clears throat> and just like Jesus showed himself to the women that showed up at the tomb, he wants to show up in your life right now. In your life. This Easter Sunday. He wants to invite you to come to him. I want to invite you to come to him and experience the triumphant resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who raised himself from the dead so that you and I can have the assurance of eternal life. He wants to reveal himself to you this morning. So open up your heart, your mind, your soul to him so that you can have eternal life. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Let's try that one more time. He is risen. <clears throat> Worship team, if they can come on up, we'll close in prayer. Father in heaven, we bless you and we thank you, Lord, for the risen Christ, Lord. We thank you for the power of the resurrection, Lord, that you, Father, were, were able to raise him up. We thank you and praise you because you are life, Lord. We understand that death, Lord God, came because of sin and Jesus took on the sin of the world. And because of that, they killed him. And yet, because he was sinless on his own, death could not hold him. But he paid the price in that death for you and I, Lord, for us. And we thank you for that, Jesus. We bless you. Father, I pray that my brothers and sisters would continue to go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, Lord, wherever they find themselves, Lord, that they would be used of you. Thank you, Lord. Now, maybe you're here this morning and you don't know the risen Christ. You were invited to come and you're here and <clears throat> Jesus wants to reveal himself to you this morning. And if you're here this morning and you need that hope, you've heard about the resurrection and this time it has clicked for you. All you have to do is raise your hand and say, Pastor, would you pray for me? If there's anyone here, please don't leave here without the resurrected Christ showing himself to you. Is there anybody? That today would be a new life for you. Father, we're blessed, Lord, this morning to know that you are the risen Christ. That you have shown yourself to us, Lord. I pray that, God, <clears throat> we would not be the same because of that, Lord. Because you actually raised yourself from the dead. And we get to serve you, Lord. And you have revealed yourself to us. So help us to go out and make disciples of all nations. We thank you and we praise you, Lord God, for this Easter morning. Thank you once again that you raised yourself from the dead. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Let's